welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Marla and Dennis and Carrie. Good to have you guys. We will be discussing the 73rd verse of the Tao Te Ching. It's one of my favorites. It uh, introduces some uh, very, what I think recovery ideas. You can, you can gain a lot from this as far as, you know, maybe is there a plan? How involved are we to be in our lives? All those type things. I, I get a lot of peace from from this reading. Let's just read all four verses that we normally use today and maybe a couple more. Any announcements? Just take a look at the episode notes. We've got a nightly meeting, a lot of resources at buddyc.org. Lots of things there for you. Just check that out. Lots of good resources, but we're going to go ahead and get started with the meeting today. I want to move forward. Um, Carrie, you going to read first for us, please? Sure. So this is a chapter, verse 73, Guy Poupang. A brave and passionate man will kill or be killed. A brave and calm man will always preserve life. Of these two, which is good and which is harmful? Some things are not favored by heaven. Who knows why? Even the sage is unsure of this. The Tao of heaven does not strive, and yet it overcomes. It does not speak, and yet is answered, it does not ask, it is supplied with all it needs, its needs. It seems to have no aim, and yet its purpose is fulfilled. Heaven's net casts cast wide, though its meshes are coarse, nothing slips through. Thank you, sir. Uh, Dennis has Stephen Mitchell. I do, I do. The Tao is always at ease. It overcomes without competing. Answers without speaking a word, arrives without being summoned, accomplishes without a plan. Its net covers the whole universe, and though its matches are wide, it doesn't let anything slip through. Thank you, sir. Uh, Marla, you have McDonald, I believe. I do. Being overbold and confident is deadly. The wise use of caution will keep you alive. One is the way to death, and the other is the way to preserve your life. Who can understand the workings of heaven? The Tao of the universe does not compete, yet wins, does not speak, yet responds, does not command, yet is obeyed, does not act, but is good at directing. The nets of heaven are wide, but nothing escapes its grasp. Thank you, ma'am. And this is Ron Hogan. Those who dare to be bold die. Those who dare to be careful survive. So what do you want to do? Why is life like that, you ask? I don't know. This is how the Tao works. It doesn't push itself and it always succeeds. It acts silently and it always reacts. It can't be summoned. It comes whenever it's ready. It can't be rushed. It's always on time. 
Heaven casts a wide net with big holes, Lao Tzu used to say, but nothing ever gets by it. I want to read the Jonathan Starr. It's a little different. Bold action against others leads to death. Bold action in harmony with Tao leads to life. Good fortune, bad fortune. One seems to bring good fortune, bad fortune. One seems to bring benefit, the other to cause harm. But heavens reject them both. Both in the end tether men to this world. Who can know the reasons of heaven? Who can know its endless ways? Not even the sage has an answer to this one. Heaven's way does not strive, yet it always overcomes. It does not speak, yet it responds. It is not summoned, yet it appears. It does not hurry, yet it completes everything on time. Hmm. The net of heaven spans the universe, yet not the slightest thing ever slips by. Hmm. I want to hear your interpretation too, buddy. I'm sitting here looking at it's it. It's not that. Uh, it's not that different, Dennis. I took a look at it. Just uh, I wasn't even going sure. to mention it because I didn't see much different there. Hmm. Oh, we we talked about this the other day. Uh, I titled this "All Is As It Should Be." Yeah. All of the plans of men are feeble when compared with the Tao. The Tao does not strive or compete, yet it excels. The Tao does not ask yet it is supplied with all it needs. Slow, patient, calm, relaxed, unhurried, always at ease, yet able to accomplish any task. The mesh of heaven's net is large, yet nothing slips through. It's all just different wordings, but they all mean the same. Is it? My, my thought of that is just simply that everything's as it should be. Hmm. That was what I'll, that's, that's what I see in that. And, you know, a, a little bit in terms of recovery is if everything is as it should be, we should stop trying to control it because that's where a lot, you know, a lot of my resentments come from is trying to control somebody else's life. And mm-hmm. I can't do my own, let alone somebody else's, but, um, you know, just letting nature run its course, you know, under also understanding that the universe has my back. It's like the nature will take care of me until I die. Then it will continue to take care of you, right? Well, I don't know. If you believe in reincarnation. Or whatever, you know, uh, I, I don't know, you know, I just, but I do know that my death is as much, a part of that plan as my life is. So mm-hmm. why would I not think that whatever there, if, if it completes me or whatever, then that I'm just as taken care of then as I am now. You know, I don't have to be afraid of death, in other words. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. It's, it's kind of like where primal fear comes from is I fear for my life. And, you know, Back when we didn't have any safety measures, we did fear for our lives. Or we wished we were dead, one or the other. Yeah. Actually, I heard that the the opposite of death is not life. The opposite of death is birth. Life just is. Life don't have any uh, 
any other uh, counter to it. Okay. Hmm. I, like I like what Stephen Mitchell did with this. He took the first, the first, oh, three stanzas of most of the others and, and compiled it down to one sentence. Mm-hmm. All of the text in the other translations before it overcomes without competing, without that the phrase talking about competing, he put it into one sentence, six words. Mm-hmm. The Tao is always at ease. And I, I thought that was really good because this really is a description. It's another description of of the Tao and of Wu Wei and living in this uh, place of ease. And this is a, that's exactly what he says. The Tao is always at ease. I'm surprised, you know, the others the others don't do that. Tells me, too, that, you know, I can, and this is something I'm experiencing at times, that I can be at ease. My level of ease in life is not determined by my situation that I'm, or circumstances in my life. What I'm learning is that that ease has nothing to do with outside things. It has everything to do with what's going on within. And I start seeing a description here of the different ways that we conflict with our ease. Just really a description of how the Tao works. It's like describing the strawberry, right? How the strawberry tastes. The Tao overcomes without competing answers without speaking, accomplishes without a plan, arrives without being summoned, does not compete but wins, does not speak but responds, does not command yet is obeyed, does not push itself but always succeeds, can't be rushed but always on time. I got a Zach E quote. I talked to Zach the other day. He's doing well. Uh, he's busy raising children. His wife's working and his Internet's not too good, but he's going to try to get with us one day when his wife's not working. Mm-hmm. Got a quote. Bravery is in choosing not to use force. You're not brave if you use force. There was one quote that used a quote of that type. Um, I don't see it right now. Mm-hmm. Comments, guys? At first, uh, the first paragraph, especially some of these, is kind of counterintuitive to what you always hear about, or, you know, you always hear fortune favors the brave. Fortunate, you know, brave moves and will win the world. You think of brave heart and folks like that, but this is kind of telling you that person is more cautious to me uh, and brave at the same time. The one that kind of sits and thinks it a little bit has a better chance of uh, preserving life than the person that's rushing into something. Yeah. Sometimes, I guess what I'm having trouble understanding a little bit is sometimes there's times when you need to rush in, right? You don't have to think about it. (laughs) It's like almost implying inaction which a lot of people complain about the doubts. Like it's for lazy people, you know, don't want to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe it is. <laughs> I like the. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say I like the Stephen Mitchell one though. It seems to address it the best, where it kind of says it's not it's about not competing, kind of doing what the right the next right action is, not just being brave for brave sake. But the other ones kind of allude to me like you shouldn't be brave and passionate and and take action because that leads to death. I just didn't quite understand those compared to Stephen Mitchell's. If you, if you notice the uh, the thing, a brave and compassionate man will kill or be killed. A brave and calm man will always preserve life. So he's still brave. He's just uh, calm, calmness with his, uh, uh, with being brave. Or would that be calmness with, I need another word for brave, but... Uh, he would, he would preserve life, and, and that reminds me of the Pauls in recovery too. You know that we, a lot of people use the quote, second what first action wrong or first thought wrong, which I've never used that, but a lot of people do. Um, kind of to to take time to uh, to pause and look at the situation instead of just. You know, being the yes. kind of shop. They say that the first thought is 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 not in my control, but the second one is. I think that's that's the thing, right? That they used to say in the rooms. I don't know. Yeah, but a lot of times for me too, Dennis, when I just stop, mm. take a breath, and my friend Karen Casey says it. She says, "Can I see this differently?" Mm. I'm like, "Yeah, how can I see this differently?" And then just uh, being with whatever it is, and I'm amazed at the times that something new comes up that's that's different. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've spent a lot more time in quiet spaces so I could actually hear myself and come to some conclusions, and it it works. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm getting it's getting to be a habit now where I'm give myself space and time to think about what the next move is going to be rather than panic and stress and lose sleep over it. It's a whole different, it's a whole different skill. It is. It is. It's almost let, it's almost as if you're letting life come to you instead of you making life happen. Yeah. Kind of what the Tao talks about. It is, isn't it? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I I do that a lot when I'm taking my dog out for a walk. I'm not thinking about the other tasks that I have. I'm actually just looking at him doing his thing and then looking at the trees. I love the way the sun can hit the trees so many different ways. And, and I'm just in awe about it. I've never felt like that before. But it is kind of when I'm using my senses to get out of my thoughts, that's a great tool that I don't always have to. It, it's a waste of energy. I'm not going to accomplish anything by thinking about 2,000 different things at once anyway, but, but it's, it's really, uh, that's really a good tool. To what you said, buddy, I actually, I still sometimes have to go to that, um, suffering mode before I become aware of it. And, and, and it kind of happens daily, I guess, sometimes where I get a little frustrated because I, I get into situations I can't quite control and that frustrates me. Uh, this morning when we had to go down to the doctor in Atlanta, um, 
there was some road work there and I could see I was not on the same ramp that I was supposed to. And then the trip was taking a little longer. And then the, uh, the, the GPS said something that, that didn't work out. And I had, I had to fuss a little bit. And then I was just calm after that, but I had to go to that point before I can, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a similar experience today where I lost my shit on somebody, but you know what? It was, I don't feel bad about it because it was their fault and they couldn't help me. So I lost, I kind of lost my shit and I swore a bit at them. And usually I feel really bad after that, but today I didn't, Mm. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) I just felt like they're in the wrong and they've got my money. (laughs) So that's, that's a problem, but I'm way calm now. I think, um, so, like, I asked the question and immediately I read it differently. So, so the brave and calm is like a boxer in the ring that is calm. The angry one will get, is, isn't fighting with reason. They're, could be, could be. Yeah. But the calm one is the one that's using strategy and thinking it through and paying attention and observing and taking the right mix of actions. I think when when I think about brave and calm, I think about somebody like Gandhi, who mm-hmm. um, you know was anti-violent, a pacifist. Mm-hmm. Star said, "Bold action against others leads to death. Bold action in harmony with the Tao leads to life." That's the way he translated that first stanza, which I think is great. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Hmm. Of these two, which type of action, which is good and which is harmful, or which is good and which is bad, some things are not favored by heaven, who knows why, even the sage is unsure of this. And he said, good fortune, bad fortune, one seems to bring benefit, the other to cause harm, but heaven rejects them both, the good fortune and the bad fortune. Both in the end, tether men to this world. So that's how he looked at good fortune and bad fortune, that neither, the Tao was not found in either one. Looking in the wrong place, right? That's like, what's the phrase, the Bible phrase about money? You know, you you hear people misquote it. They say money is the root of all evil. Well, that's not right. It's the love of money Mm. is the root of all evil. So it's, and that has nothing to do with how much money you have. <laughs> that has to do with your love for money. It's not, I know a lot of people who, I know people who are poor that have a very high love of money. Of course, I know people that are rich that are the same way, but mm. <laughs> it's about the love of money. Mm. Uh, yeah. Then it starts, this verse starts talking about all of the uh, descriptives. So is it po- it's possible for me in everyday life to overcome without striving overcome. and respond without speaking? I, I don't think it's talking about without saying anything, like some magically, some magical way you respond and you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not that, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think it's responding from self. 
responding from the push, the control that we were talking about. I mean, how freeing is it when we can respond without attaching all of our selfishness to it or our fear? Let's go deeper. Let's go to fear, mm-hmm. attaching our fear to whatever whatever activity is going on. That's when it normally goes wrong with your with your uh, way of responding because there's fear involved in it, and that's why you get frustrated and all these things, right? Uh, that makes sense. So actually, a, a respond without words can just be a smile, a kind gesture. You don't have to put words to it when people are saying something. That's actually response enough, right? Could be sure. Hmm. Uh, how about this? Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore. This is the big book, page sixty-two. Amy had to work today, so I'm feeling this. <laughs> But we could not live up to them, our convictions, though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He's the principal. We're the agents. It goes on for there. And it's the triumphant arch through which we pass to freedom when we quit playing God, in other words. And that's this. That's the freedom is so that we can live life without all these strings, you know, <laughs> without all these attachments, uh, without the striving. Um, Effortless effort. I, I'm sorry. Effortless effort. I like this one. This one reminded me of when I changed the way I prayed. It said, it does not ask, talking about the Tao, yet it's supplied with all its needs. In the words of of Mick Jagger, you can't always get what you want, but you always get what you need. He was right. I remember when I started seeing that, I was at lunch with my sponsor. Uh, Oh, this is a good Southern name for a sponsor, Shug. I was at lunch with Shug. Shug's his name. Uh, and we were eating lunch and the table next to us, they said the blessing over their food. That's cool. Oh yeah, it's fine. And I'm sure we did too, you know, but I was listening to what they were praying. You couldn't help, you know, all the tables were right there. And everything the guy said was asking for stuff for him. (laughs) Give me, give me, give me, give me, you know, and, and I listened, I thought, huh. I wonder if I sound like that when I pray. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to try not asking for anything and see how that turns out. At the time, I prayed a few minutes a day. I didn't have any meditation practice or anything else. My prayers got so short because I didn't know how to do anything but ask. That's all I knew. So that was when that started changing for me. And I started seeing that um, I got what I needed regardless of whether I asked or not. So I quit asking. And now I think that if I ask, it's in a moment of weakness. It is the wrong thing for me to do when I ask, not the right thing. Interesting. It's totally flipped. 
but that's taken a lot of years. That was, I was probably, I don't know, three years sober, two years sober at that time. And I'm approaching 14 in November. So it's taken a long time for that shift. I mentioned that to my Christian friends the next Wednesday morning. I said, hey, guys, let's try one week and just not ask for anything. And they were like, well, why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. I said, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, that reminded me of that. But it's freeing. All of this is freeing us. You know, it's all freeing us. Mm-hmm. I like this next one, too. And this is coming from the McDonald carry that you uh, no, who read McDonald or, or no, Fang. This, I'm sorry. This is from the Fang translation. It seems to have no aim. And yet its purpose is fulfilled. Not that it doesn't have an aim, but you, it doesn't seem to. I think that if we're walking in this, we're going to be the most normal person. There's nothing that's going to make us look any different than anyone else. We're not going to be the, the spiritual looking guru person if we're walking in the Tao. I don't, I don't believe that. I think it's, we're the most natural, normal, probably average kind of people just from surface appearance because the things that are happening are under the surface. They're not on top. Seems to have no aim, yet its purpose is fulfilled. No fight. None of that. Yes, you can say when you don't have any aim or any goals, your purpose is fulfilled, right? If you just are, if if you are content with what you have, right? Yeah, but Dennis, this is saying that there is purpose there, but yet it appears that there's no aim. Mm. And I think the hint to that is in that last phrase that they all use the same phrase for the last phrase. Which yeah. You don't see that very often that they all use the same phrase. Heaven's net casts wide, yet its meshes are coarse. Nothing slips through or their meshes are big. In other words, it's this huge net with big holes in the net. Even though these holes are big, nothing slips through. It catches everything. That's uh, uh, If we elaborate a little bit on that, what does that mean? The net being the Tao, is that it? Net is the Tao? I think the net's love. Hmm. Nothing slips by love. Hmm. In practicality. Hmm. What is it that holds it together? What is it that draws everything? That, you know, that moves hmm. it? For me, it's love that moves it. It's compassion. It's, hmm. That's why it's the Tao. It's the day of Tao Te Ching. It's the virtue. Oh. That's the way it seems to work for me. Yeah. You know, like the 79th verse talks about, it says that heaven has no preference, but always sides with the one who forgives. I love that. If you sit there and you're unforgiving towards people who you think have wronged you, it's your misery you're in. Definitely. I speak for myself. Experience. It's my misery. But it's true, though, Marla. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're nice to people not because it makes their day good. It's because it makes your day good. 
you're the beneficiary of every kind act that you do because you're really uh, performing that act. Uh, you think you're doing it for them, but you're really doing it for yourself. You're being kind to you when you're kind to others. Yeah. That's how it works all the time. Man, I can see that. Why do you think they say that it's so big? Just the what? The net. Why do they say the net? They say the net is so big. Like, like it seems like they're like the dial is always there, but you might think you have control because you can't see it. They describe it as the mesh, like it's like a net with big holes, but nothing gets through it. I just wonder what that means. Like, why do they describe it? Uh, I think it means that even though this net appears that it could hold nothing, it holds everything. It's the paradise paradox again. Mm. That, that's how I see that. It's just like all the the paradoxes of truth that we learn in recovery, Carrie, that how is it that, well, just like Mark, like we're talking about kindness. How is it that I feel better when I do nice things for other people? Yes. Why would that make me feel better? Why is the whole program plural? Every step, almost every step is plural. We admitted we were powerless. Okay. I thought it said I admitted I was powerless. I, it was years before I even saw that, that I was a we. The very first, why, why is that important? It looks like I could go and read a book and figure this out without anyone's help, but anyone that stays sober in recovery learns that they have to have other people involved in their life for this to work. It takes the community for a reason. <laughs> you can't, you can't see it, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Could it, could it also be a metaphor that the, the net is so big that we are, we, and it catches everything. So it catches those things that are seemingly unlovable. And by saying seemingly unlovable, I'm thinking about those people who does horrible deeds of killing, uh, raping, whatever it can be, terrorists and that. But we actually have to love the bad things too. You, you, you hear, uh, you hear Dalai Lama say that a lot. He says, I have to love the bad things too. As they are. I don't have to agree with it, but I, I have to have a certain acceptance towards that that is a part of our world. And, um, and, and and that's why that could be why that the net is so big that even those uh but but seemingly they're really unlovable but but we have to do it we have to love them too could be could be i'm gonna quote some bible here uh this is romans 8 starting with verse 26 in the message version uh, the moment we get tired and waiting God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs or aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is working to something good. Be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. The net. Mm. That net. Yeah. 
I don't know, buddy. I'm still so surprised. I thought you'd given that over to Amy. Amy started quoting the Bible last time I heard. So maybe you've been giving that on to somebody else now. He's not here today, so I'm having to. No, you have to do it yourself. But that was of course, good. This is a lot of providence here too. It's a very you know, comparative, yes. A lot of pro, and there's a lot of. I see a lot of providence. Uh, that's when I started getting free in the and uh, acceptance uh, in my Christianity was when I started moving toward the things that we're talking about now. Was when I started finding acceptance there that. I didn't find before. This is. Uh, Isn't that the essence of, of, of 73 here is acceptance? Or am I off of that? What would you say the essence is of, of 73? I think it should be. Uh, yeah, acceptance and providence, really, that all all is as it should be, is the phrase that comes to mind for me. Uh it's acceptance of what is, Dennis. For me, it's acceptance of what is plus uh, knowing that everything's just going to work out. It's a little mm-hmm. more for me than just acceptance. The net, the net idea. That's more than just accepting what's in the net is that nothing is going to slip through. So this is where you can lean up against style when you are contemplating the future. Surrender our fears. Yes, because a lot of these things are kind of talking about the future, I think, right? When answers without speaking a word arise without being summoned. Yeah, and accomplishing without a plan. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, And my God will meet all your needs according to his his riches. More of that providence where we we know that it's just from the net, it's just going to work out. And if I doubt that, I can always look at gratitude. The gratitude shows me the net. I mean, when can I look back in my life? I can't look back and see that it hasn't worked out. So why do I think it's not going to work out now? I totally get that. Everything's always worked out. Maybe not to my, you know, the way I wanted it to, but it's, I'm okay. You know, I'm, I've always been okay. Nature taking care of me. I had a sponsee that was going to court for a second time. Yeah, I told this story, but I'll tell it again. Uh, with a, with us, a, his second baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd been to court several times with both of them. <laughs> and he was worried about you know, everything about money and all the stuff. Cause he was just a working guy. He, you know, he wasn't a, a business guy. He, he, he just worked hourly job, but he was strapped, uh, with, with his children. And so, you know, he was taking care of them, but they just kept taking him to court, you know? And so he said, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, well, you've been to court before. He said, yeah. I said, did it turn out fine? He said, yeah. I said, so why do you think it's not going to turn out fine now? He sat there a minute. He says, "Yeah, I've got to be grateful. I've got to look back." I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, I don't know. I was now that made me think about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's kind of cold thing that's going on now. I think it's pretty colorful. Yeah, but that's not you, then. No, it's a lot of fear, but it's it is really entertaining. It is very entertaining. I have to admit, and uh, and I have learned a lot from George Carlin. He said, "Well." I don't really have a stake in the outcome. So whatever comes from the left and right doesn't really 
I can just sit back and observe, then mm-hmm. it's then it becomes better. And and if I just look at that, what goes around me, then it's actually it's. I'm it's, glad you mentioned that too, Dennis, because what we have a tendency to do is look for extremes that don't apply to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that creates doubt sometimes that things really do work out like they're supposed to. Or, or what about the starving children in China or whatever, you know? Well, I'm not a starving child in China, so I can't speak to that. I can only speak to my experience. I used to kind of think funny about that when people are saying, God is only going to put in your hands what you can handle. Well, look at this guy here. He just got run over by a bus. He's dead. He didn't handle that very well, did he? So that was kind of my thought on that, but 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 maybe that was just his time. So it really worked out for him. That was just uh, it. And, and it's really none of your business. No, it's none of my business. That's true. To kind of <laughs> say what's good and bad, right? That is actually yeah. maybe it yeah. is or maybe it isn't. It's back to that farmer there, right? Maybe it is, yeah. maybe it isn't. It doesn't really matter. And if I keep what is it uh, keep within my hula hoop, you know? Yeah. It's but it's interesting. We kind of want to see. That's one of our our major thought patterns and my, our perceptions is we want to divide everything up in is it good or bad. That's what we want to do, and that's where we go wrong in politics and all that because we want to go up in what's good and bad. And some of it is just some gray areas where we we disagree, right? But it always has something to do with perceptions, and when it has something to do with your perceptions of it, there is not that much truth in it because that can change all the time. <laughs> Marla, you have something? No, I forgot what I was going to say. Just it will apply to Dennis. But you know, what we do, though, Dennis, a lot of times is our conversations are about protecting our fears. You know, we want to, we we have to, we either want people to approve of us or all those people pleasing things. So we spend all of our time garnering approval. With, yes, with a lot of our conversations. Yes, you know? true. Very true. Yes. And, 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 you know, it's interesting, too. We really have to look at ourselves when we stop um, taking other people's experience or our perception of their experience mm-hmm. and applying it to us. <laughs> Love that. We know we don't have to look at us if we're doing that. We can keep looking at we can keep looking at Johnny Depp as long as we're doing. Yes, that. we, don't we did that, that yesterday. We talked about that. As long as I can look at yeah. somebody else, oh man, boy, am I lucky! I don't have a wife that's taking a shit on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know all of those things. You know, you just yeah. As long yeah. as I'm thinking someone else is my problem or I'm I'm stuck on them, uh, I don't have to look at me. You know what? I actually see that a lot in people. Sometimes they want to seem like they want to hear about your problems so they can help you, but really they want to hear about it so they can compare themselves to, to, to you when it comes to that. That's very interesting when, uh, when it happens that way. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had, uh, they had a little prayer at the local little church there in the town I was from. Um, they would, uh, have a prayer list and they would they would call the people when they had a had a phone chain i forgot what they called it but this was like in the 70s mm-hmm. and this one lady would call and say i heard this can you give me a little more detail so i'll know how to pray <laughs> she was like, <laughs> wanting to know what was going on right oh fishing yeah yeah you know but and she's using god so she could figure out more get more details you know <laughs> 
Boy. Uh, I don't know where that was going. But uh, anyway. You can get conversation, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I was, was going to say you can pray all you want, but nature's going to do what it does no matter what. Hmm. It's such a freedom, Marla, in letting go of that, thinking that we influence those things and learning, you know, the other side of this, Dennis, before we can even detect what the net is or what it's holding, what it's not, or how to com- how not to compete or how not to speak, first thing we've got to do is learn to, to be in the moment. We've got to learn to be where our feet are. Yes. I think yeah. we have to see everything as it is before we can see everything is as it should be. I think as it is is on the way. But don't you sense it, buddy, when you're talking to somebody and they feel presence? You can feel their presence when they're there. Sometimes if if, if thought uh, if, if the thoughts are somewhere else, they're not quite present, you can kind of feel it. And actually sometimes when I'm looking at people at meetings, I can see the same thing if you're present or not. Sometimes we get that thousand-mile look in our eyes when we're just deep buried in thoughts, right? I'm too busy thinking about me most of the time in meetings, Dennis, that I don't. <laughs> well, that's, that's no, it. I don't want to hear about people. I think it was Wayne actually told me this. No, it's not that you can't pay attention. It's just that you think it's more interesting what goes on in your head instead of listening to others. Yeah. I still do that practice, though, of going around the room yeah. and opening my heart to them. Yeah. Sending them love and then asking how I can be of service to them today. Mm. And I've got a, a face-to-face meeting I've started going to over here in Alabama on Sundays, especially. Uh, and I do that around the room. And yeah, in Alabama you have to do it very thoroughly, and even some more when it's Alabama we're talking about, right? And why is that? <laughs> it's Alabama. I mean, I don't know. It's, I thought you were saying, I thought you meant that for relatives, you didn't have to do as much. Oh, for relatives, oh, you have to do it specially for relatives, yeah. <laughs> there is something wrong when you're bringing cousins you with you to a family reunion. Yeah. Uh, the first, I went to a meeting over there, and I got out of my car and looked, and there was a chicken that was scratching behind the truck beside me. I said, only in Alabama. <laughs> I've never seen a chicken scratching that. in any other meeting. No, actually, you know, joke aside, I have figured out when I do exactly what you're doing, while the readings are there, because I heard them a thousand times, I don't need to pay attention. If I do exactly what you're doing there or what you're saying by looking around and then send some love and, and, and kindness to every person in the, in the room, yeah. it's easier to pay attention to, to the meeting and, and be present when I do that. That works for me. It's a good ritual. It really is. Yes. And it, and it works in uh, Zoom meetings, too. Hmm. I do that in Zoom meetings. Uh, I had a sponsee that had a uh, uh, a meeting at work that always went bad, and I told him to do that for his meeting at work, like he does in his uh, in his uh, AA meetings, and that worked in his uh, uh, in his meetings at work too. Hmm. So, yeah, good stuff, guys. Hmm. Any other comments on this? If we can just notice there's a way through all of these situations and all of life that is a way of ease, like a thread through all these things, that if we're in a situation that looks like competition, how can I be in this but yet be at ease? Same with responding. Same with commanding and obeying. There's a way of ease in all of these different interactions. 
And I think that's what this is talking about is finding that way to be present and at ease, regardless of what your circumstances and situations are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is what this chapter seems to be. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Are we good? All right. All right, guys. There's nothing else. Thank you very much. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.